Last time on Montreal Sauce. They reached their height when they got Dennis Leary to like do their Ford truck commercials, wasn't it? Or it was a GM, but he was just like yeah. doing his Dennis Leary shtick. Like, you want a truck? These have big engines. You know? Yeah, he just yells at you. He's just yelling about trucks. There's a point where it's kind of like going out and looking for new tools or something that's going to make you better or faster at writing mm-hmm. is good because you just need to take a break from doing the actual writing. Like yep. your the creative part of your brain needs to reset. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, but I'm also suspicious of the urge in myself. Like I have this tendency to like <laughs> yeah. go to a hardware store or like the container store or even like like the office supply searches and I go in and, <laughs> and I just want to, I yeah. want to buy everything. And, and I'm like, this, this like pen will change my life or like this drawer <laughs> organizes everything. And then once I or have it organized, then I will be free. Yes. And I'll have the time to write. And it just like never turns out that way. <laughs> <laughs> but this space pen writes in space. Yeah. You can write upside down. Yeah. No, I'm, that's one of my yeah, hugest faults is like that I, I always get caught up like in the process of something like, oh, we're, you know, like we're going to do a podcast. Like what's the best mic? Like what, yeah. what kind of app am I going to record? And like, <laughs> I want to know like all these things and yeah, but like two months into it. And basically at the end of it, I just get to that point where I'm like F- this and I just buy like wherever I'm standing in front of. Yep. <laughs> or like the, just like what you can afford. Cause like all the ones yeah. you researched are like $10,000. Like, okay, there's like one mic. Right. There's just like one mic to buy. Exactly. Yeah. We, we recently had our microwave, uh, say goodbye, um, in a, in a sparking kind of a fiery kind of way. And <laughs> That was fun. And then it was like, let's research like microwaves. And, um, and I got to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm getting a little confused. So I made like an Evernote like document and made a little chart to keep track of stuff. And then, um, in the end, uh, since we had like a gift card at Best Buy, like my, my research just like went down to like three microwaves because they didn't carry the ones that people said were good. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, okay, it's between these three. I'm going to pick this one. Let's go get it. And we used our gift card and we got it home. And yay, new microwave. The world didn't end. No problem. It it heats up food. It heats up food. And then the other day, like I was going to heat something up while I was using the oven timer function of the microwave. And you can't do that. And I was like, Uh oh, yeah, I remember reading that note. I just forgot which microwave it was for. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, it's just. Gosh, I don't know. I, I, I've been trying to just not buy stuff because um, I, I realized how much time I was wasting, like researching. And it's like, like what a weird urge to like to try to be a good consumer. Like it was yeah. like extra work just to like give someone else money. Yes. And then and inevitably, like um, someone even asked me like uh, for some advice recently and they were like, hey, I remember you were, you know, into the bicycles and I want to buy this. Like, well, what do you think? And I was like, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm not sure that I can help you, but, you know, just have a look. Uh, I'm like, if you're looking for some advice about these accessories, like go on Amazon and read the comments. And then after I typed that out, I was like, oh, that's like the worst advice, because no matter like what the product is, like everyone on Amazon is going to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon reviews are like a really interesting form of writing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I I went down that rabbit hole with like guitar stuff, like buying like an amp and like everyone has an opinion and no one's right. It's <laughs> so like every forum is just someone saying like, "What well, you know, the amp you want to buy is this one, not this one. That one's bad. Yeah. And then like there's a flame war. And it's like, I, I just want something that like makes my guitar loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's It seems like better just not buy anything ever again. Yeah. Just like move to the woods. 
Or, or you're like one of those, uh, you have to be one of the like first, uh, the early adapters. So then like <laughs> you have, no one has any opinions. <laughs> right. That's true. Oh, those are the worst though. Like it's so sad when you see like the cutting edge device just get outdated immediately. Yeah. Like those, the people who bought the first iPhone. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was such a piece of shit. Yeah. Like the only thing going for it was that no one else had it. Right. And then within like what, six months or a year, like they had the better one. It yeah. was like obsolete, like immediately. Oh, here we, here we've got the version that has three G. Oh, and it also ships with an app store. Oh, yeah. and it can actually run the apps on the app store too. Oh, and it has uh, copy and paste now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That basic right. feature. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> if your work uses a Microsoft server, which it does because you have a job, uh, you can use that with your phone now. Yeah. Or just like walking down the street, like I've been seeing more like thrown out televisions, like the big sure. screen ones from the oh, night. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're big really big TVs. Yeah. It was like the TV everyone had to like show the rest of the neighborhood they were rich. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It costs like $5,000 and they had like Sega hooked up to it. <laughs> Even though like the resolution of the Sega like didn't yeah. work well yeah. for that TV. But you can huge. still see when it's off like the burned in display, heads up display of whatever video game they played on it. And just like, yeah, seeing those TVs just like on the street with like, like they don't even have a free sign on it because they know no one will want it. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so tragic. Yes. Like it's a $50 was- bill taped to it for the guy yeah. that's going to come take it to the dump. I was actually, when I was working in the coffee shop, this guy like just gave us a TV. So I tried to like sell it. Cause I needed some extra money and I was thinking like, uh, you know, a lot of people come into the shop. I could probably unload this thing really fast. Like by the end of the shift, I'm like, no one wanted it. <laughs> you couldn't give that thing away. And it was just like a piece of shit, like big non-flat screen TV. <laughs> like even five bucks. People are like, nah, I'd have to carry it. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. It probably wouldn't fit in their apartment either, right? I mean, that's no. real. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> wow. That, I don't know why that triggered a memory, but I, uh, I worked at a, <laughs> I worked at a uh, CD and cassette store back in the day in the mall, and uh, I had a guy come in once, and uh, he throws like the CD on the counter, and he's like, "I, I want to return this." And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with it, man? And he's like, uh, they suck. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, well, um, if there's like something wrong with it, like I'm, you know, I'm trying to be nice here. Like, you know, if there's like a glitch or something, if the CD's not working, like, uh, we can replace it with a new one. He's like, no, they, they are horrible. And I was like, Okay. And he's like, I just saw them live and they sounded nothing like they sound on the CD. And he's like, I want my money back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it's really not something that I can help you with or the manager. It's like the policy of the record distribution company itself. Like they will only swap it out for the same thing. (laughs) And uh, I was like, it really has nothing to do with our company. And he's he was like, well, fine, whatever, just keep it because they're horrible. And I, <laughs> and I picked it up and I was like, really? You, you don't want this anymore? And he was like, no, they're, they're just horrible. And if you're not going to give me my money back, then you can listen to that garbage. And I was like, um, OK. And then he like turned around and grabbed the CD and left. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, if anybody's wondering, um, they definitely want to listen to Candlebox. That was the CD he was returning. <laughs> Candlebox. 
Like, uh, it reminds me, wasn't there a guy he sued? I think it was Creed because they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) He, he like, went to their show and it wasn't good, so he sued them. Oh, man, I want to get on that and make that a class action. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, really like when, like, someone has an interaction with art they don't like, so they just, like, (laughs) make it litigious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Wow, I never heard that. I'm sure like I'm sure like Nickelback was helping Creed fund their lawyer campaign so they couldn't be sued either. They probably have one on retainer. <laughs> you can't sue us, we're Canadian. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Speaking of uh old technology, I uh I really enjoyed your uh, your one of your pieces at Gawker, the one about voicemail. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like we're we're doing it wrong. Like I thought that was really interesting because like we live in like this time when like hard drives are like thirty cents, and you know we yeah. we have terabytes, and yet like all these like phone companies are like, yeah, this message will like stay on your on our server for like seven days and then it's automatically deleted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ephemeral kind of. And I feel like it could be so interesting if we used it better. Yeah. Like it's such a great like archive. Like I was just reading in, uh, in my, uh, social media feed today, like someone said, you know, uh, am I just weird or are other people like me? I, recently lost a friend and I can't bring myself to delete her emails. And I was just like, what's uh, a bunch of people who are like, what's the harm of keeping them? Like, it's it's just data. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with like voicemails. Like I get, I think we're just such an immediate kind of society with the text message. Like people don't even listen to voicemails. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. But like every, um, every mode of communication has its own, sort of um like its own interesting aura like we use it slightly differently you know um and like like even just like uh how we used instant messenger compared to gchat like the the manners of it are totally different like every aim conversation starts with like hey what's up you know uh, whereas like Gchat or Facebook chat, it's a, just one constant conversation. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's like a different, it's kind of just like the way like different cultures around the world, like use different tools like TV and radio and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's but, like we're developing these different sort of things within these technologies. Just like simple interfaces, uh, differences change our interactions. And I, I wonder, like, I don't know, certain certain um, apps or, or, like, means of communicating seem really dull or irritating or boring. But, like, that, in some ways, that responsibility is on us, I guess, is the idea that I was trying to convey. Right. With the voicemail post. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird to like complain about Twitter being garbage. I mean, it often is, but how much of that is Twitter's fault? Yeah. Like we are garbage, you know, <laughs> not <laughs> it, like Twitter. It, Twitter is just a tool. Right. Like you can't yeah. get mad at a hammer for smashing your wall, you know? but you could sue your hammer you can yeah you could sue the company that made it sue the wall company (laughs) (laughs) you guys need to get together and make it so that these hammers can't smash this wall yeah forget your company i'm taking it straight to congress we need a law yeah yeah hammer hammer law (laughs) Also has several lines in it about MC Hammer. Yeah. 
Just ban so, him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was thinking the bill was called Can't Touch This. <laughs> God. <laughs> Act of 2016. <laughs> and it, then it would just get blocked by Republicans. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of uh, of tools, um, one of your other uh, awesome little uh, builds was uh, Bad Words. Oh, yeah. Which, no one uh, used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, – uh, yeah, it was uh, – I, I, I guess the problem with it was I couldn't figure out a, a concise way of, of explaining it. But uh, it, it basically just visits like hundreds of websites and replaces your cookies with unrelated cookies so that like all of the ads you see are, are wrong and for a character. And there's like three characters you can choose. Do they sell that right? Is that is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Mark Zuckerberg, a dog, or a tea party weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, that that was really excruciating to come up with the list <laughs> uh, yeah, of websites, I, I mean. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a really great idea. Like I've always I've always wondered why like something like that doesn't already exist just because like cookies are such a huge deal when it comes to the targeted ads and stuff like and we yeah. have like ad blockers but no one's thought like let's just change the cookies just sort of like obfuscate your browsing yeah i got the idea when i was um i i don't know sometimes writing jokes or articles you end up like googling really weird things <laughs> and i ended up like on a thing about like medical geriatric mannequins. It's like what, <laughs> what doctors and nurses use to like learn how to train, like putting a catheter in an old man. Like it's really weird with their mannequins. So they're like naked mannequins with like dicks. <laughs> yeah, they're really upsetting and they all have these like blank horrified looks. Um, so I, I was like, for whatever reason, I was looking at these to re for some dumb joke. And um, for the rest of that month, there were like ads showing up in Facebook for those mannequins to buy. So every time I like loaded Facebook, there'd be like an, a blank, sad old man, naked mannequin. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> Because I guess like medical companies have like huge ad budgets because they want like institutions to buy like in bulk or something. So like they just had it. Like I was just getting spammed with really gross mannequins. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's like what if I could manipulate that? So like that's if those are the ads you see, if they have nothing to do with you, then that's kind of blocking them. But but also in a way where it's like not really screwing with the revenue of the site you're on. Right, like an ad blocker. Yeah. But I don't know how effective it is really is actually. Like I think they have a lot of like bot detection stuff implemented. So like like automating visits doesn't quite work that well. That was the problem we ran into. But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's an alternative that, like, at, at one point will work well. <laughs> Adopt a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> was, I mean, the way we're all getting spied on, like, I don't know. It seems like maybe an easier way to hide is just to have a lot of like misinformation about yourself. It's like it would be really neat if, if like built into every browser, it would just like visit like five sites in a background that have nothing to do with you. <laughs> you just have some kind of a uh, AI web searcher that that's yeah. 
automatically kind of you give it like a set of interests that have nothing to do with your interests just yeah. to throw everything off all the time. Yeah. Or like swap interests with someone else. So like your your browsing habits are mirroring someone <laughs> completely unrelated. Yeah. I mean it would if that were the case, it would be really hard for like the NSA or anyone else to figure out like what your deal is. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the as long as like the pattern of things that you're visiting could re could be reasonably, you know, reasonably looks like human interaction with the internet. Yeah. How do you filter out what the person was actually looking at compared to what the browser was just automatically going and fetching? Yeah. Like you'd have to, they'd at least have to spend more money, which is cool. You can yeah. waste money, I guess. Yeah. It'd be I mean, really, it'd be really cool if like, say some of these bigger network uh, places that have a profile on you, like say Google, if like they said in their cutesy little documentation about look how open we are about this, if they said this is your identification number or cookie that we use to follow you that you could then just give away to friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 at some point, you know, some disgruntled Google like uh, person would like hand out the CEO's cookie. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. And then when he logged in next time, he'd see a bunch of gross looking old man mannequins. (laughs) (laughs) Life form mannequin, fat old Fred black dot HTML. I'm looking looking at the, uh, the source code for bad words. HTML. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh i'm looking at the urls that the weirdo profile automatically visits oh yeah which includes of course uh home.nra.org yeah smithwesson.com uh the ron paul institute uh auto parts warehouse makes total sense like three or four thailand vacation sites which I think is an interesting choice. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like sex tourism. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Perfect. I used sense. to I used to work with a guy like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't want to say much more. It's just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Now I'm trying to figure out like. Was it someone at the call center or the cafe? <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just leave that. Right, right. <laughs> Anatomywarehouse.com. I'm learning a lot about the internet actually. Yeah. Right now. Oh uh, yeah, it's I had to go to all those sites too. Yeah. Um NSA.gov, CIA.gov. I like that. <laughs> it was um kind of exhausting. Because each character needed its own unique list of websites. Yes. That's yeah. that's like what took so long. So it's just like just visiting so many terrible websites. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdo profile just based on the number of sites is the most is the most uh fleshed out, I'll say. Yeah, that the dog one was hard. Because like beyond <laughs> like dog food and toys there's just not much right what is a dog really interested in on the internet yeah i did like meat i guess like a lot of meat yeah omaha steaks but you have to like you have to choose products that are or could conceivably have a huge ad budget or like <laughs> you know something yeah so that yeah so that the there's actually, actually show yeah cookies involved yeah and that right. gets tricky because like the funnier weirder stuff doesn't usually have a good budget (laughs) like the truck nuts websites aren't paying a lot of money to get i think they're just assuming that their audience is going to find them somehow yeah the (laughs) people come to the truck nuts yeah yeah they don't really need to do a lot of proactive marketing (laughs) (laughs) the level of detail on the truck nuts i I went to a few of those sites for for one of the characters and the level of detail on the on the testicles is just upsetting and it kind of is yeah like 
they had like veins and <laughs> <laughs> like in in the world where we're supposed to believe that trucks have nuts right they're like incredibly detailed <laughs> gross nuts so i'm glad i can participate in this one as well <laughs> uh <laughs> I once saw someone with uh, a truck and they had do-it-yourself truck nuts, hmm. <laughs> which I think is just a great phrase to use. But uh, um, so, yeah, they probably weren't happy with those uh, rubber small facsimiles. So what they had done was uh, bolt chains to two bowling balls and then just dangle the chain over their hitch. So they had two bowling balls just hanging mm. out behind oh their truck. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw that driving and I was like, oh, I can't take a picture of that. That's dangerous, but I really should just follow this person. Oh, no, I yeah. shouldn't because they'll no, kill me. No, you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that seems like probably something that at some point they're going to get pulled over for and find <laughs> <laughs> they meant like the bowling ball could just fall off and just destroy everyone on the highway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what dangerous. A, what a way to go. <laughs> I was killed by makeshift truck nuts. <laughs> just imagine that funeral. Like how did they die? Like this a truck nut casket. got loose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like imagine being the doctor trying to like tell a kid that his mother died from truck nuts. Yes, it's on the death certificate and everything. Yeah. Truck nuts with a Z. <laughs> the insurance won't honor the claim. This has got to be a joke, right? Yeah. We, we have uh, an exemption in the insurance. Truck nuts are not included. Right, right. Acts of God as well as acts of truck nuts. Yeah. <laughs> not in, not covered. <laughs> Which, of course, I mean, acts of, truck nuts are automatically an act of God, I think. Yeah. At, at yeah. least according to the people that own them. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> See, I think it would be, I think it would be fine to have truck nuts if they were like, uh, uh, a certain color and they were supposed to be for like awareness of testicular cancer. <laughs> that would so, be a good way to spin it. It's an awareness thing. It's an awareness campaign. I don't know why anybody needs to be aware of testicular <laughs> cancer. It makes or, your, it makes itself pretty known yeah, when yeah. you have it. But, or testicular uh, torsion. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It, it is a weird. The suffering is real. I mean, again, like we're talking about trucks again, which I think is interesting. But um, <laughs> we keep coming back to it somehow. Yeah. But but the truck nuts themselves are very fascinating to me because it's like, like a truck itself is like compensating for some perceived lack of manhood, or like it's overcompensating, <laughs> and you're like quite literally like putting balls on your truck. Yeah. Like it, this isn't like a symbol of your manhood anymore. Like you're literally right. It, it right. is. You're making your car your dick. Yes, that's amazing. It's true. Like you're just f-ing the road. I guess. Is, <laughs> yeah. Drop a marker there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I never thought, yeah, you're like so many people think like, yeah, that's like representing them in a romantic way as well. Like (laughs) chicks dig cars, so I'm going to put balls on mine. (laughs) I don't understand the logic. Like it doesn't, when you put it like that, it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't. Like a the like a to b to c steps to get truck nuts don't don't mm-hmm. make sense mm-hmm. i don't it I may guess. just be that uh that the whole concept of symbolism is just lost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that would I'm, be 
I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be overly insulting. I think if you uh, if you have a need of a truck uh, for because you have a job that requires you to be hauling extremely heavy things that probably break the truck around all large pallets of (laughs) yes, things that are extremely dusty and visual. Um, That makes sense. You know, I drove yeah. a uh, F two fifty. That was my that was my daily drive to high school because For that sure. was the spare that was the spare vehicle in my family. We had a yeah. we had an F two fifty that my stepfather he installs garage doors, so he needs to haul that stuff around. And he mm-hmm. uh, that was his spare truck for doing side jobs because he didn't want to use his like company's truck to to go do that stuff. Yeah, and uh, so that was that wasn't being used during the day, so I drove that to school. Um, and I was not necessarily the appropriate person to be driving it to school, but, uh, just to look the part, I wore a leather jacket and an Indiana Jones hat, um, <laughs> just to make it, just to make it work. Cause if, you know, if it's going to be part of my thing, I'm going to make it really a part of my thing. Um, but then I, I mean, I haven't owned a truck since then, and I don't see myself ever owning a truck for any legitimate reason. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe you need to carry something someday. Yeah, I mean, like you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a truck, truck nuts shipment, a shipment of shipment boxes of. of truck nuts. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I think, I think you know, as as part of uh, some fun that you can have. Um, is to go buy like a bunch of those like um, ridiculous eyelashes you can get for your headlights now. And anytime you see a truck with truck nuts to like sneak over and affix the eyelashes to the front of the truck. (laughs) Nice. Just keep going, you know, like we need more truck accessories that, that make them more human. A nose and glasses. Yeah. College degree. <laughs> I was going to say it should have one of those hood covers because then you would have the condom and the nuts. <laughs> God. It yeah. would make total <laughs> sense. That's right. Like, or they used to be called car bras, I think. Yeah, car bras. Yeah. Ridiculously. B-R-A-H. <laughs> you take your truck to the gym. I guess like... <laughs> Truck nuts kind of like show how fucked up capitalism is, if nothing else does. <laughs> the fact that there is a market for truck nuts. Yeah, right? Like, they shouldn't, there's no need for them. Right. They're just an accessory that, that is, makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the bowling ball makeshift ones like that that could have been a use because uh because the extra weight of the bowling balls may have brought the hitch a little lower so he could like hitch up to a trailer (laughs) (laughs) but the rubber ones yeah they're just cosmetic (laughs) truck nuts are like nipples on men they're just cosmetic they serve no purpose I think we need to get off this topic. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find a jumping off point. But I'm just thinking of truck nuts. Yeah. We can we can then talk about uh, Tony the Tiger then, because I just recently saw that story, which oh, is yeah. subverting. And wow, that was really interesting. Like, how did you even find those videos? Um, well, uh, they, were, they were going around a bit. Um, ah. Uh, I I guess a friend uh, told me about them and then I checked them out. I was like, man, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, it seemed like Kellogg's was trying to like quietly kill it. So I was like, I I should probably just write a quick thing to keep it going. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's really interesting. Like it's kind of full circle about like playing with brands again but it's like i was watching the videos and uh paul like i I just saw the story like today but uh it's it's these like tony the tiger 
uh, Frosted Flake commercials, but they're not made by Kellogg. And so he's like helping adults. Like there's like a prostitute and she's like, I can't do this. And he's like, well, just have your cereal. And he's like, you'll do great. (laughs) And it's just like, what's going on? And then they're, they're hilarious and they're done like perfectly to parody. And, uh, and then after I scroll through the videos, like I start reading the comments and I was like, you never read the comments. What am no. I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was like really interesting that, but I mean, it's not because like that's the internet, but that you had like some people who were sort of like coming after you for posting them. And I was like, Why? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get people. So, uh, some people were mad, like that they were making fun of like Kellogg's cereal, like like that, like a corporation could be offended or have its uh, feelings hurt. Like I thought that was weird. Yeah, because like they don't care about you. <laughs> Like so, so long as you're buying the product, and even then, they don't care. Yeah, really, you're right. just making some somebody in the marketing department who's handling social media's job okay. harder that day. Yeah, basically, that's the person who's getting upset, and they're not even really getting upset at you. They're upset because their boss is mad about something, yeah. or just that they they have that job. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's, it's like already stressful. Another yeah. job where you can't reasonably please anybody, really. Yeah, exactly. You're you're kind of, um, yeah, you get fired instantly <laughs> if you just make one small mistake. Yeah. Like, you're just a scapegoat. Even if you did everything right, like, hey, we hit our, we hit our milestone and we got 10, 10% more likes this quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, you know, the boss who's your boss's boss is like, uh... I don't even know what that means, and I don't care. Yeah, gosh. What, what's our budget for TV? <laughs> yeah, it was – I was like kind of – it's just interesting because I've been like reading the stuff on your site, and, uh, you know, we started out talking about – um the awkwardness of like advertising and then we got onto like the weirdness of truck nuts and then like you have these people who potentially read like death and taxes magazine like daily because they're commenting and they're like um it's like calling you out like or they think they're calling you out because you posted these videos and you said they were very interesting and yet like you have ads on this website like how dare you yeah yeah I, I mean, I did have a sentence or two that my editor cut where it's just like, just install like ad block or something. Like I pointed out the irony of that. <laughs> that, uh, that, that was like frowned upon right, rightfully so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know how one can like write some about this from like a, a, a position of like complete moral purity exactly and i mean i think that was i I was really like surprised and i thought you did well when you were like answering the comments because you were like (laughs) you were like you know it's even if it wasn't like a necessary sort of evil that there are those are I'm making up these words if your boss is listening. Uh, <laughs> even if there, you know, wasn't the need to have ads on the site, like it would be virtually impossible for someone to like talk about this in a space where like they are free of like being in a similar situation because we are so like deeply trenched in with uh, brands these days. Yeah, that that's just like the culture completely like I, I wish I knew what it would even look like to be able to talk about it and be like clean you know and and unimplicated but like really like even like while you're typing this like 
we're we're all probably like wearing clothes that were made in like the factory with like really abysmal conditions. And like, like yeah, I don't know. You can't be like a, a monk, right? I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, there was a I mean, it was a number of years ago, probably like when the first iPhone or like the third one it was out or something. And there was some, uh, I remember there was some, I don't know if he was like a writer or more of a theatrical personality, but he started doing a one man show oh, talking about Daisy. Yeah. Talking yeah. about like the conditions at the Apple factories and stuff. And he was telling people, you know, you don't need to upgrade every time there's like a new one and he's right. But yeah. the bigger issue is that, I'm no better if I have an Android phone. Like every one of these like devices that we all must have in our pockets and Facebook with daily, like they're all part of the same problem, which yeah. these rare elements come from places where like they're mined by children. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's Coltan is one of them. I might be getting that terribly wrong, but yeah, they're, they're mined uh, with terrible worker treatment and, and just the way they're assembled is is terrible. I, like I don't, I don't. I guess I'm naive, but um, I don't understand why they can't pay the people making them more money. Like, like I remember there's some like Apple. I think has a surplus of money right now, like like billions, just like in the bank that they're not using. Mm-hmm. Like they have the ability to pay those people a fair wage, like something that they could live on and feed their families. And, and they don't like, they're just like, it's not even a consideration. It seems like that's so fucked up. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's a strange, uh, thing to think about. Like when people have that much money and, I, I, uh, it's interesting cause we were, <laughs> cause I was talking about like people coming after you or calling you out for like that post about Tony the tiger and <laughs> it's the absurdities of that. Yeah. And when, when I, we, when I, we jumped to phones all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, what's the name of that game? And I was like, I, I bought it to donate, but it's just funny the game that you can get on, uh, I believe iPhone or uh, or Android is called Phone Story by uh, Mole Industria, mm. and um, it's a game that like you play, um, and the whole process of the game is takes you through like how phones are made. So it's like no an edu- yeah, it's an educational game. Um, and so you do like a mining bit and then there's like a horrible, horrible bit where like you use a like a thing to capture people jumping off a roof. Right. Oh, wow. Um, and this game, like I remember when it first came out a number of years ago, they got like a lot of flack, too, because they were like, so you're talking about how bad phones are and your game is actually for sale in the market of phones. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. You I, got a message. You got to go to where the people are, though, right? And yeah, the, I mean, and that's kind of the point is it's irony. Yeah. And, and you're, you're trying to negotiate this topic and, and the challenge is yeah. like that's yeah. the problem we're all facing is that like we're using these devices. We're required to have them, but they're, they cause immense human suffering. Yeah. But, like, if it was like some easy answer, like that game maybe wouldn't be necessary. Very true. So, uh, what about, um, I guess, uh, one of the things we could have talked about when we hadn't, uh, it was the, the whole public Facebook uh, project. I, I briefly jumped in there at one point, uh, to try to, uh, promote my brand using it, but otherwise, (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Um, I, I basically, uh, I created a Facebook account and then gave out the password to the internet and all these people from around the world started logging in and just changing stuff 
to how they wanted it and posting and friending people. And it, it got uh, very schizophrenic in, in the best way. Yeah, I thought it was really cool how you uh, – I think it, you posted it on uh, Death and Taxes, how you actually like – made like an animation of just the amount of people that like showed up and like how it was ever like kind of animation of the page, like ever changing. Yeah. That took so long too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, That was actually a fun day. Uh, Like basically like I had like some reporters asking questions about it, but I hadn't written the article yet. So I was like, it, it was like looking like I was going to have my thing scooped from me. So I, I spent like a day just like writing really, really fast and trying to get the images together. And it was just complete madness. <laughs> like otherwise I, I would have let it go, like keep going for another week was the original plan. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> and then like public Twitter, like Twitter shut that down real quick. Um, I, I shut that one down. Oh, but, you did? But yeah, it was, it just got fucked up really fast. It, it was really upsetting. Wow. Yeah. I don't know who was logging in or like, again, like maybe this goes back to like the tendencies of certain platforms to have certain mm-hmm. things happen on them. But like. Twitter just went straight to abuse like so fast that it was, it was pretty upsetting. Yeah, that is kind of sad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, maybe it was just one instance that the people logging in were a certain way, but I do wonder if like the platform itself uh, lends itself to abuse very quickly and easily. I do think there's a – I feel like there's a fundamental flaw with it in that you can simply – as long as somebody's profile is public, I don't know, maybe even if they're private, you can still um, send them an at reply. Yeah. Right? You can no, just ask see it. anybody and they will see it. Uh, I mean, assuming they're they're looking. It's one of those things where it's like – but if, if Twitter is going to be useful for you, you're going to look at your at replies at some point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in some ways it's kind of fun. Like yeah. When it works well, that's that's a great feature. Right. But when it's, you know, when you become the target of uh, a bunch of negative attacks because, you know, maybe you are female and you happen to like something that is tr- like associated somehow with men whether yeah. that's you know or, or just existing ex- on, or just on existing. Twitter just like be, yeah. having any like, kind of like anything <laughs> that betrays your gender you'll just get like attacked for right. having any idea right but it, it's just like so upsetting it yeah <clears throat> if you're a quote unquote minority in any yeah. way you know in any respect whether that's race or gender or orientation or or whatever yeah. um People are not afraid to at reply you, and there seems to be no consequences for that at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the people running the companies understand the seriousness uh, of the abuse, or that maybe they don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like one of those things where, like, they can't acknowledge the seriousness of it because then, like, they have some sort of guilt, but it's, if they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's admitting a fault. Part of it is it's admitting a fault in the system. Yeah. And part of it is, um, uh, you're not a, I don't know if you take on like legal responsibility because you start censoring. And so yeah. now you're no longer a platform that anybody can write anything on. You're now, a media company and you're responsible for the things that are posted on your platform. Yeah. Like as soon as you, you start saying that you're editorializing, then people yes. are able to criticize you for editorializing wrong. <laughs> right. Right. And that then, yeah, that's 
obviously one of those options, they make more money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not that I'm like some expert on online abuse or anything. I feel like very like privileged um, from from my standpoint. But yeah, I mean, I feel I certainly feel like I <laughs> I I lend my voice to people who I don't even share that experience with. Right? I'm like yeah. white male guy walking around the internet uh with you know all the all the assumptions that are made about me are in my favor except that maybe i'm an asshole but yeah i'm a white guy so people don't feel they need to tell me that i'm an asshole they assume i know i just (laughs) feel like some kind of like idiot dinosaur just like knocking shit over just like really clumsy (laughs) but like yeah i really i would hope that I don't know. You try to you try to spread the word about things that aren't you or experiences that aren't the narrow one that we both live in. But I, I've done that once or twice, and then like people started abusing the person that I like retweeted. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it's I so can't frustrating. even. Frustrating. Yeah. Um. Yeah. End on a high note. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Um, actually I was going to ask you before we, uh, sign off, uh, do you have, it's, uh, the web is like so awash with like sites these days that don't even need to pay writers. Do you like have advice for people who are like just starting out? Like just any Um, advice for people who are interested in writing and actually want to make it a job rather than just give it away for free? (laughs) I mean, someone needs to tell me I'm struggling (laughs) with this also. Um, (laughs) but, um, I don't know right now it's a boom. Uh, so it's a little scary. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like when I started out, there were, there were no options at all ever anywhere. No one was paying. There were just layoffs everywhere. So the only thing that helped was like, like not even having the option to write for free meant like, I just need to build my own thing and get good at my own thing. Almost like zines, you know, like you just, you just make the thing you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, not that I'm some expert or anything, but certainly no. like those, uh, couple of years of like not getting any work at all and working at a call center. <laughs> it, it like, I think I learned a lot like beyond even just writing. Like I learned Photoshop and video editing and just just any kind of tool to help convey an idea that was, that was more the angle no it's it's good advice like i think um you always have to like sort of stay true with what you want to do and i mean it's we we hear so many stories like these days especially like online like it's more like 30 seconds of fame than 15 minutes and yeah and we always hear those stories and we like embrace them and be like, wow, that's totally rad. I want to do that. I'm going to yeah. jump on YouTube. But we yeah. never hear like the grueling like three years of doing that same YouTube channel <laughs> before mm-hmm. like they had a lucky break or something, you know. Yeah. So. And one of the things that I was like trying to figure out is it always felt like I was late. Like when I was trying to get started, like YouTube had already like passed like that chance to do well on YouTube. Like all of the things were always had already happened. And it didn't just occur to me to just, just like make the thing in the platform that suits the thing and it'll be good. And like, just see where that goes. Right. Rather. Yeah. Like rather than like try to chase like some weird idea of like fame or like trying to reach an audience or, or make your stuff fit an audience, like just do your thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's we just had a conversation with uh, Dan B- Benjamin of the 5 by 5 Network uh, this week uh, on a little bonus episode we're doing. Oh. And uh, yeah, he kind of had the same advice. Like, and we were both just like, yeah, we kind of just started doing this podcast because we like talking to people. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like all of, I noticed all of my favorite, like, like, 
punk musicians or whatever, they, they'd be saying something like, like we didn't know we were creating a scene. Like there just wasn't a space for the music we wanted. So we made it. Yep. And it wasn't even when you were at the show, it seemed like very insignificant. It was only in retrospect that it mattered. I just really liked that. That's true. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Joe, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, join us. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, it was good to th- talk about uh, truck nuts with you. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> the best, best two hours of my life about truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dissecting truck nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. philosophy of them. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, okay. So is there, uh, anything you want to plug before we sign off or, uh, how can we redact your brand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess like the most recent thing was horse chat, but the, I guess that that's kind of dead now. So I, I don't know. There's, um, <laughs> like the, the way of past, uh, I'm between projects. So, uh, yeah, I was alone in there today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's empty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to see, uh, some of his writings, you can go to joevikes.com. Yep. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I X. I did it. I said it right. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, where can people find you like Twitter, Facebook, or do you want to say any of those or? Oh yeah. I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Joe Vikes. Uh, at Joe Vikes, I guess is the parlance. <laughs> cool. Yeah. In the parlance of our times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I, uh, I am, uh, what am I? Yes. I am at sick days on Twitter. S I K K D A Y S. Or you can see whatever sort of projects I've mixed myself up into at sick days.me. And Paul, uh, just to let you know, one of our listeners uh, messaged me and they also like contact. So you're not alone. So. Oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that movie's going to come back. It is. Yeah. yeah. Comeback artist of 2015. Contact Jody Foster. <laughs> and, and where can people find your uh, find your review of that, Paul? <laughs> Uh, I'll work on a review of it. I'll put it when I, when I have a review of contact after I finish rewatching it, yeah. <laughs> I'll reconsidering. Uh, yeah. I'll put it up on, uh, com slash blog, P A D I Z I O.com slash blog. And if you forget where that is, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul D and undoubtedly the link to it will be posted there at some point in the future. <laughs> so, so thanks to uh, everyone who listened live. Thanks, Mom. And uh, presumably thanks to uh, Linux Walt, who commented that he likes contact. Um, awesome. <laughs> next week, uh, Paul and I are back with Film Frown. I think that's the 29th at the same time. So mm-hmm. look for us then. And I think the Halloween movie that our guest Armin has picked is Son of the Mask. It doesn't sound very Halloween-y, but we'll have to watch and find out. But <laughs> uh, It's got Jamie Kennedy in it. I'm looking for bad. Sounds um, scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think also... Uh, if you if you if we if we wanted to shill on this show where we talked about brands, uh, where can people find us now, Paul? Oh, people uh, people can find us now on uh, Patreon and can help us out there. Uh, Patreon.com slash M sauce. M as in Montreal. <laughs> M sauce. Uh, and we have uh, several several great uh, options for you. Uh, dollar, three dollar, five dollar, seven dollar, and ten dollar levels. Uh each of which coming with its own fun perk benefit or simply high five um, for giving (laughs) us a little bit of money per month. Uh, And that will help us uh, get new, better equipment, improve the website, 
Uh, maybe even purchase one of them newfangled email addresses so you can send feedback to us in places that aren't Twitter. Um, and uh, we would really appreciate it uh, because we, uh, we do this uh, out of the fun of podcasting and loving talking to people. Uh, but it also uh, takes some resources to make happen. So we would love your support. Cool. I'm excited. And, you know, you can always support us just by, uh, I guess, real podcasters say rating us on iTunes. But I'm going to say just tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> just tell your friends. That's really the best thing that you can do. Tell yeah, us. Yeah. Tell them that we're awesome people and we talk to more awesome people like Joe and uh, they they want to listen to those conversations. Yep. If Tell your friends. That if they need to know the philosophy of truck nuts, they need to listen yeah. to Montreal. So <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> That's where to go. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember, if life gives you potatoes, make poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make truck nuts with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a bad idea. <laughs> All right. All good right. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Bye.